Jay Crawford, Adam the Bull, Garrett Bush, and so many big names, it would take me hours to say all of their names. The ultimate Cleveland sports show. Booyah. Monday. I'll bring it on Monday. It's Friday. Let's go. <laughs> we made it. We made it to Friday. Big we day. Made it to Friday. I'm having a fascinating pre-show conversation with McNuggets, who is finding out that when you give opinion, mm. you will piss people off. Mm. So yeah. you're, you're annoying, according to one of, one of our uh, regular viewers. Uh, yeah, I got a DM yesterday saying that he liked me until yesterday, and now I'm annoying. So. Congratulations. There that you means go. you've you made, made it. it. That, that's how you know. It's a little different behind the window, and out here you get them them live strays. Did he tell you what show he's on, so we can watch him? No, but I, we've talked before. Like we've had yeah. we've had back and forth before. So so it, it is what you're it is. kind of boys, but now because you gave a take that he yeah. didn't like, yeah. you're annoying. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. I'm sorry, bro. Yeah, yeah it takes time to get. It, t- it takes time to develop a cult that loves you uh, irregardless, <laughs> like regardless of what happens. And, and and you know what? The first year. If you do it enough, and you're inflammatory. If you do it enough, first year everybody hates you. But what starts to happen is if you're right, you start to slowly but surely you're like, you know what? Damn it, he was right about that. Yeah, when you're right more often than you're wrong, yeah, it helps. It helps, right? Then they're looking around like, wow, he was so decent. In that conversation we we're just having, you said you've never gotten a death threat, not a single one. Is that because you don't look at social media, or just you don't think you've ever actually? No, I don't. I don't look at it nearly as much as most. Yeah. Um, when I go, typically, when I go to tweet, that's when I see it. Yes. Um, but I don't really tweet almost never now. Yeah, yeah. Um, because I learned it's kind of an exercise in futility. I don't need people to tell me I'm great, and I don't need people to tell me I suck. I, 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 I see mean, what you mean. You know what I mean? So I, to, I, I believe people too. go there for validation. Yeah. And I got to a point, I don't know when, I just got to a point where, I, where you really do say this. You'll get there. I learned this from Skip Bayless. You really stop caring because you realize everybody has an opinion and they all count for exactly the same thing in your in your bank account. Nothing. Yeah. Doesn't you, matter. Have you got a death threat? No. How can I be the only one up here? What did you say that issued uh, that, that warranted someone issuing a death threat? I, I will bring it in. I have it framed. It is in my bedroom. No. It's one of the only pieces of art I have, but it is legit. Did, did you tell station management about it? No. No. This was when I was still in college. Oh. I used to write. You remember Dime Magazine? Yeah. I used to write for Dime Magazine. Wow. Some freelance wow. stuff. And this was okay. when LeBron was I leaving. I remember Dime. Yeah, they're not even around anymore. That's how, that's how old it was. When LeBron was leaving Miami, they asked me, hey, will you do a top five destinations yeah. for LeBron? And the Cavs and the Bulls were the top two. Yeah. And a Miami Heat fan, I, I have the tweet. I, I'll bring it in Monday. I, okay. I, I'm not going to say it out loud. I'll save it for Monday. I'll show you guys real yeah. quick, though. But he basically threatened he told me to, Oh, he told me to kill myself. In, uh, it, was, it was very funny. See, it see, was very, now, very well, see telling someone to kill themselves and threatening to kill someone is different. Gee. That doesn't qualify as a death threat. Dang, you... you. Wow, this is crazy. Let me see. This is. This I'll bring, is I really have. I have this. I have, oh, it, wow. I have it framed okay, in my so, apartment. Uh, Don't read out loud. It's uh, words we can't wow. say. Wow. Whoa. <laughs> Look. Damn, he went in, bro. Dang, bro. He. That's how you feel, dog. I like, feel left he, out. Mike, can you screenshot? Yeah, that? I'll, I'll, I'll send it to no, you. No, here's Thank the you. deal. You're gonna have to. Tune I'm, in yeah, I'm gonna, I really. I'll bring this in Monday, and uh, we can't read it because well, we, we don't have a show Monday. Just bring it Tuesday. Bring it in Tuesday. Great call. Did you tweet this guy back? 
No, I don't. I don't give a crap. Now, now here's the. Well, difference. this one warranted tweeting something back. What am I gonna do? Argue with? What's his name against? Mm-hmm. Coach? I think it's a picture of Mike Patton. It is Mike Patton. Miguel Patton. That is, yeah. <laughs> That's a so great. So it's the Spanish Mike Patton. <laughs> hey, can you imagine what exotic defenses he would run? <laughs> Oh my God! Hey, I used he to runs mad. the Pentagon. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> five points. I used. To, oh my I used God! To tell, uh. Like I used to. Well, you gotta think. Y'all been in the industry way longer than me, no. so I used to always tell people like I got a regular job. Like you might actually see me in the middle of the street. Like you'll never see Jay and Bull. You're not gonna see these dudes. Like where you are not going to be the same places they are. Y'all don't eat at the same restaurants. Yeah, we don't eat at Y'all don't be at the same car lots. Here's the point I want to make though, and, and it's a distinction because I learned this from Skip. That's not actually a death threat. He was wise enough to know how to get around right, right. any FBI interdiction. You can't go around threatening people's yeah, lives. Yeah. You can't do it, whether it's on social media yeah. or in real life. You cannot do that. He wisely knows that he's a pro too. So he, what he did was he just instructed you to take your own life. And and by yeah. Okay, I guess that's fair. Yeah, he didn't. And by the yeah, way, yeah. they're so crazy. How many years ago was that? It's 2014, I think. Tw- in 2014, that was rampant online. That it was, was it was a lot. <laughs> that was that was a different and you world. Know what? In, in, in July all, 10th, 2014. In all honesty, it was it might have been a little later than that for me. That was when I realized, I just, I just made the realization, online babble, whether it's, you know, no matter what it is, if, yeah. it's, if you don't own it, and LinkedIn just did something for anybody that follows LinkedIn. They just, they're, they're making all account users verify their identity with a driver's license, front and back. Mm-hmm. And when I first got that, I'm like, no, I'm not sending my driver's license. That feels like giving information yeah. out there. I, I didn't like it. Then I read up on the process, and they're using a third party that uses encrypted servers, and none of the information is saved. It's just used one time. They verified that that's you. And here's why. People were catfishing other people with yeah. Twitter and Instagram accounts by simply making an Instagram account as well. Mm-hmm. Oh, because yeah. that's what gives that someone their, validation. That was their second party validation. So when you search someone and they and you see that they have a LinkedIn profile, you're like, oh, okay. That's always been looked at as that's different. It's, a little it's different. not for sharing political opinions, although people have gone to doing that. It, it's, it has a pretty specific business purpose. They well, do that now? So now LinkedIn is saying, and if you, if you have an account and you haven't received this message yet, you will. Your account's been locked until you verify that you're, you are who you are. Interesting. It is interesting, and the reason I bring that up is because that's where it's all going. Yeah. As Congress is starting to get involved in, in uh, legislation that will prohibit online bullying and uh, cyber crimes and uh, identity theft, digital identity theft, this is where it's all going. LinkedIn sees that, and they're just getting ahead of the curve. But very soon, so get ready, all you egg icons. <laughs> the eggs. Very soon... It will likely be a federal law that if you have an account in which you share information on online, no more hiding, no more Mr. Internet muscles, yeah, no yeah. more Mr. You know, Kevin six one four seven five, none of that. See, so if you get a tweet from Miguel Petten, you'll know exactly who it is, and so will the authorities. And you know, and watch what that will do in terms of yeah. online bullying online crimes. The hope is this is the gateway to the future of safe internet. I feel bad for Kevin Durant. 
No I do too. No, no more, more burner account. No more. Hey, burner. I tell you what, it's just like the game. It, it was a game changer. This is the next thing when people realized they was like, you know what, sir? Um, you said you weren't at the, uh, you know, at the scene of the crime. We uh, have cell phone pinging. Yeah, said, right. That puts yeah. you directly four miles at the. You're like, yeah. but no, I wasn't there. I threw my well, phone. Your phone on. was there. Your phone was there, bro. Yeah, that, no. that changed the game. Yeah, that was a game changer. DNA, forensics, <laughs> all of that stuff. That, Basically, yeah. what it is is it's social forensics. Yeah. It's social media forensics. So all of these people that want to jump into a conversation mm-hmm. and tell Mike to do dastardly things. I've never quite heard it put that way, by the way. That's original. Honest to goodness, bring in the frame picture. Ian, I'll show you after. Yeah, we have, that, an, in, we have an intern here today. We do have an intern here. He's a, I call him Ian, the super intern. He's, a, he's upstairs at Channel 3. Um, I'm, I've, I'm, I've heard great things about him. I haven't worked directly with him, but everybody that's come in contact with Ian says the dude's awesome. Um, he wants to learn a little bit more about sports media, so you're here checking things out. I see you wear the Miami shirts. On a pretty reg, are you a Miami grad? Are you going to school there currently? Um, no, so I'm, co- I'm currently going there um, as a rising senior. Nice. Um, Very nice. Yeah. Rising senior for anyone who can't hear. Yeah, he he's, he's mic, not so. mic'd up. He's a rising senior. He's here just to sort of check things what, out. What, what, how, what is that? He's going to be a gonna senior. He's going to be a senior. He's between his junior and senior year. How come I was never using? You've never heard words? that term? Yeah, no. rising. I went to yeah. I've also never heard that. I, I, went, I went to. That's oh, pretty uh, common. Rising. Yes. I never. Yeah. Yeah, rising. Yeah, yeah. That means you finished your junior year and rising now you're to your rising senior, yeah. to your senior. You're not quite a senior, yeah. but you're not quite a junior. We uh, do have a, a jam-packed show. We also have some, busy. some breaking John Morant news, which we'll touch on. Wait, Tw- is it 25 game suspension? That is official. When did that come out? Like four minutes ago. Okay, I missed so we'll, it. So we'll get yeah. into that. But and before we do anything, I know you're going to say something. A big shout out to Skilly. In the chat, he just gifted 20 memberships. Wow. Shout out Skilly. What's, name? Most What's Skilly? S K I L L Y. See now, in the in the new real world, we'll be able to say, "Yeah, that's Mike Skillman." Thank you, Mike. We Mike, appreciate yeah. that. Well, his, Skilly, his we address you. is no. <laughs> no, we don't want to do that. But with Miss Skilly, that's awesome, man. Shout out to you, bro. That's awesome. So we have 20 new memberships, and we had 16 gifted yesterday. And I promise you wow. guys, come closer to football season, there will be some memberships gifted from. The UCSS family. Absolutely. Wait, wait until a little closer to football season, but I promise you that is a McNuggets promise to the people. It is coming. Yeah. So, okay, the John Morant news. Now, do you want to shuffle things up and put that up to the top because it's breaking news? Yeah, we can get I, into I, that I, I will right say this. Top. So, I'll tease everything that's coming up. We're going to talk about what makes a great owner because Stan Kroenke just won his fifth mm-hmm. pro sports team title since the start of 2022. Fifth. We in the city of Cleveland – in the last 57 years, have won. So we're going to talk about what the hell makes this guy such a good owner. What's he doing that our guys aren't? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And we'll try to you know sift through that and try to make sense of it. By the way, Stan Kroenke uh, owns the Rams, owns the Colorado Avalanche, which won the Stanley Cup last year, and of course the Denver Nuggets, which just raised the Larry O'Brien Trophy. Is it still the Larry O'Brien Trophy? Yeah. yeah. Okay. I know the change in trophy names yep. left and right these nope, days. Still Larry O'Brien. Okay. We're also going to talk about the Guardians, uh, but I do think that we should go off this this news. 25 games, I'm just going to throw my immediate reaction out. This is too light. And I'm curious to see what you guys say about that. I'll tell why in a second, but 25 games shocks me. I had been hearing it was going to be between 25 and 30. I wasn't believing those reports. Yes, let me just real quick, just so we're all on the same page here. Uh, Shams Charnia and Woj have both reported that That, it's 25 games. It's official, then. It's official. Woj also said... 
that there are stipulations that come with the suspension. He has to fulfill, and I apologize for reading off my phone, but this just no, came in. that's fine. He has to fulfill certain conditions within the team and the league Does for their the approval. Yeah, it's a very long oh, wow. statement okay. from there, so okay. I'm going to try sifting through here. Uh, do you want me to read the statement from the league? Sift through it. We're going to come back to you for the cliff notes okay. in 20 sec- or 30 seconds. But, G. Bush, what's your immediate reaction when you hear 25 games? Because I, I thought that it would be 41 mm-hmm. as a low and 82 as a high for a full season. I'm, 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 I'll, I'll throw my, my first uh, judgment out. Just, just hearing it from what I'm just like you guys are hearing just now. Yeah. I always go back and say, what is the largest suspension I think ever given? And I think it was the, if you take a look at the malice at the palace, right? Ron Artest, right? Artest. It was seven. Was it seventy-one games? It was the remainder of the season. Seventy-one. Yeah. Seventy-one. I, I think that's what it was. So, so you know, when you take a look at what that meant, I mean, he was in the stadium, in the stands, fighting a a patron, right? That's the that's the thing that you know you never want to get to the, the you know your patrons the, the customers the fans are a part of that so I, I guess that's the harshest le- letter of the law like hey you're fighting a fan that you can be in trouble next I'd look at suspensions for things like PD or gambling right so I'm looking at this during the, during the spectrum I expected to be a half a, I expected it to be a half a season however I don't ne- I don't necessarily know what the players association had to say about it, right? Um, when Gilbert Arenas took guns to work, right? Was he suspended for how many games? I don't remember. I don't remember. I, I don't it, remember it, what it, it was, it, but it was I, maybe 10. Maybe 10. I, so, I don't know if we can look that up, Anthony. When, when, when Gilbert Gil- Arenas was busted bringing a gun into, was it the Washington? It was the Washington, Washington yeah, Wizards. Wizards locker room. Yeah. Did he yeah. get 10 games? My memory could be off. That's been 10 years. Yeah. yeah. So, he, so he brought it to the workplace and it was, it was, it was some animosity going on. They was going back and forth. Sure. Like they was bringing guns like to show. And so I look at it and say, okay, well, if the players association says, Hey, we do have some stipulations and we do have something that we can compare it to the guy brought guns to work. He was outside of practice. He was outside of a facility. He didn't have any involvement. Yes, OG did get suspended, and he's a second-time offender. That's that's it that, for me. I thought they was going to get him that's on the second-time offender. I look at it like this. I think they probably had a range. I think it, it, originally it probably was half a year, and you I don't it know. Was negotiated and down I, thought, by the I think NBA, it was negotiated NBA. down. And I think there's some stipulations that we'll find out he has to complete for it to get to that. Point. Yeah, let's go to McNuggets for that. Yeah, so that. The direct stipulations and details of whatever program are not officially announced, but this is directly from the statement the NBA released 14 minutes ago, quote from Adam Silver. Prior to his return to play, John Morant will be required to fulfill and formulate a program that the league has directly correlated to address the circumstances that led him to repeat this destructive behavior. Okay, so this is something tailored specifically tailored, but this him. is not a... Did you guys see that um, Skip Bayless said this on his podcast? I didn't watch it. I read the headlines and read a brief synopsis. Skip has become very, very, very good friends with Lil Wayne. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh yeah. yeah. And I don't know if Skip asked Lil Wayne to reach out to Ja Morant or if Lil Wayne did it on his own and in Skip having conversation with Lil Wayne, this came out. Maybe he told Skip, I reached out to him and he, you know, he left me on red, as they say. Mm-hmm. So, I, what what worries me about that is, I mean, Lil Wayne has major, major cachet in yeah. the community. 
Yeah. I mean, I think we all kind of recognize it. At least he did with those of a certain age group. Oh, he still do. I'm wondering, though, if if can you imagine Lil Wayne reaching out to an NBA player and an NBA player thinking, no, I don't need what he has to tell me? Because we've heard a lot of folks that have done that. Jalen Rose reached out. There are a lot of other guys that have kind of gone through his life Mm -hmm. and they want to help him. And it, to me, what that symbolizes more than anything is this is a young man that believes he already has all the answers and he doesn't need anyone's help. I think I think you can look at it like this as well. You can look at it, maybe he's in a dark place. Sometimes when you do something, right, um, and you're like, dang, I done messed up again. And the whole world knows it and the whole world is on it. Sometimes you just, you kind of, you tune out. Like you try to tune it out as much as you can. Especially he doesn't know really what the impending you know, disqualification is going to be. If his suspension is a year long, he's like, man, that's crazy. If it's a half a year, that's crazy. So he's thinking about what the punishment is going to be. And sometimes when you, you've been told, and, you know, you got guys like us, you got guys like Charles Barkley, or Skip Bayless, his rappers, his politicians, everybody probably want to get, get in contact with him. There's probably a lot of requests that he gets, and sometimes you just want to just... Wayne? Sometimes, look, here's the thing. Sometimes you just black out and say, listen, I don't want to talk about it right now. Okay, that's fair. An update for you, and I, I've misremembered this. Yes, yeah, so I have it from Bleacher Report right here, written by Brian Flynn on January 27th, 2010. He was sus- Gilbert Arenas was suspended for one year. Yeah. Now, Was it I, indefinite and he didn't play for a year? Was he suspended I don't know. I'd like to you call up his career stats and see what happens. See see you know, how, what chunk of games he missed. Here's the thing, guys. So, so that's, that's your standard right there. Yeah. Now, now the difference was there was some beef going on and he yeah. brought it into the workplace. Yeah. However, I'm going to, I'm going to say something that I'm not probably qualified to say because I don't know. I haven't lived in that lifestyle, but G Bush, I, I want your reaction to this because you're far closer and in tune with the culture than I am. I don't know. Mm-hmm. The NBA had an opportunity here to take a major stance against, I don't even want to say gun crimes, because I don't know that necessarily qualified as a crime where he was in possession and brandishing a gun. By the way, didn't he allege that it was a fake gun? Yeah, and the NBA like, said they like, had nothing to corroborate that. Well, so. let's, now let's yeah. let's go through the, the machinations I mean, I, of that yeah, story. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm going to go out with my boys and I'm going to, in my waistband, I'm going to put a fake pistol. No, that's not it. Okay, so we can all kind yeah. of pretty much just dis- dismiss that. So that is what it is. But, gee, we have rising gun violence in every major city in the United States. Mm-hmm. Here in Cleveland, carjackings with the use of a gun are up 85%. Mm-hmm. Violent crime with the use of a gun, double-digit increases. And, by the way, we're talking about year over year where last year was a record, and 2021 was a record, and 2020 was a record. It's going the wrong way. We have yesterday a story on Channel 3 where Edwin's Restaurant, Edwin's is a very interesting concept. The owner of the restaurant, it's fine French cuisine. The owner of the restaurant staffs the entire restaurant with former cons. That's awesome. He, he, he's basically giving them a second chance at life. That's awesome. This model should be duplicated in every major city in America. And by the way, you won't find a better meal. Five-star, yeah. high cuisine. 
what he does is he gives these convict, convicts, after they've been released, a second chance. He puts them through his culinary school. Mm -hmm. He houses them. He helps get them back on their feet. He gives them high-paying jobs where they can, if they want to stay there and work there, they can. But if they want to go somewhere else, they can do that too. He yesterday announced a program in the city of Cleveland where he's going to buy back guns for $250, irrespective of the condition or whatever. He's doing it to get guns off the street. Now, he, he hopes to get five sponsors corporate-wide mm -hmm. that will help him pay for these guns. He expects to get as many as 100 to 250 weapons off the street. I don't know what that number is going to be. It might be far greater because we've been publicizing it quite a bit. Mm -hmm. But the idea here is we have small people in our community that are trying to make a big difference in a gun violence crime that we can't seem to solve. We talk about doing things. We do nothing. The NRA is one of the biggest lobbying organizations in the United States. We can't pass legislation because too many of our lawmakers are connected at the hip with the NRA. So here the NBA has a chance to make a huge social statement. And the NBA has said in the past, we're about social statements. We're about making our community better, safer. Here is one of the faces of its league yeah. committing a second gun infraction on tape for the whole world to see, and he gets less by a quarter almost, easily, well, by a third almost, more than a third, than was given 14 years ago to Gilbert Arenas for bringing a gun to work. Uh, so, Gil by the way, Anthony <clears throat> Gottmeyer, Gilbert had already played 32 games that year, so he missed 50. So, so he's suspended for the rest of the, rest the, rest of the season. season. The okay. article headline was a little misleading. Bad job out of me, but I went and looked at the games. He yeah, because 32. I didn't remember it being yeah, the full season. He was suspended for the rest. Okay, so that's so a 50-game suspension. So I would have been okay with a 41-game suspension so he, in this case. He, I actually think in the totality, looking big picture, 25 games is the perfect number. You do? I Why? Do. He didn't break a law. And we could look at him and say – he shouldn't be brandishing a gun. He's a role model. We, and G said this perfectly when we talked about him last time. For better or worse, worse, athletes are role models that people look up to. Sometimes they don't choose it, but that's the reality of the position of the power they're in. However you feel on guns, pro-gun, anti-gun, I don't care. It's not illegal for him to have a gun in a car. He was with his friends. He didn't shoot anybody. He just was stupid and put it on camera. And really his friend was mm. dumber for knowing, hey, you just got in trouble for having a gun. I'm going to turn my Instagram live camera on you while you're holding Like, I wish he didn't have the gun. I wish he didn't brandish it. I wish he didn't show it. I wish he never brought it on the airplane in the first time or the strip club or wherever it was that he mm -hmm. got in trouble with the gun. And he has to be smarter with decisions and surrounding with people who can kind of put a magnifying glass on some of the decisions he's made. But he didn't break a law. And it, how do you punish a guy for half a season well, without pay and take away – 15, 16 million dollars uh, was 30 million. Got two thirds of a season. And I break the law. And I still don't know how. And I there feel were no about guns involved. I know, but I and I don't know how I feel about that suspension without any actual tangible proof that he did. Well, you can say this: anything. if if we're going to ask, was the NFL too harsh, too lenient, or just right on Deshaun Watson? Plus too I harsh. think most people would say too harsh. Yeah, I agree. If you ask those same fans, was the NBA too harsh, too lenient, or just right? Uh, now I know you say just right, and I respect your opinion. But I think, and G. Bush, I, you and I agree, I think the vast majority would come down on too lenient. And, and real quick, and just the last point on why it's right, so he misses 25 games. So if he plays 100 games, or 100% of the games that he's eligible to play, that's 57. Yeah. Based on the new CBA, he's not eligible for first, second, or third team All-NBA, which is where well, Who the, cares about that, that but Mike? That's money now. That's he extra money. He needs money? No, I'm just saying, but that's part of why, like, 
You could have said a little more, a little less. This completely negates him from getting any of the extra incentive bonuses. Yeah, that's, that means and all that. So that's me. extra money that he could have made this year that now he's just completely ineligible. John Morant doesn't need extra money. I agree, but I'm just saying that's another downside of him missing that. G. Bush, here's my question to you. Okay. What message is sent to the young fan base of the NBA about John Morant flashing guns and what happens to you if you do it? Because before you answer that, I'll give you a quick example. There's a young man who goes to Orange High School in our area. Mm -hmm. I believe it was Orange, who was arrested because they found a bullet in the school and it ended up being his and they traced it back to him. Then they went to his car and found a gun in his car. He's facing major charges. Yeah. He was obviously expelled from school. He's not John Morant. He doesn't have the protection of being a superstar. He doesn't have all the money in the world to afford any legal defense he wants. He's facing serious jail time. And we have John Morant, who the optics of it are horrible. What is that saying to the young fan base of the NBA? What are 13 and 14-year-old young NBA fans saying this morning about John Morant? So I go back to two things. And I'll give you my, my personal experience. My, my, my mother and father, I've been married for 41 years. Um, they're, they're, they're Christians. They don't, we, we weren't wild watching certain things. As a matter of fact, I used to think it was crazy because we couldn't even have super soakers. We couldn't have any water pistols. We couldn't <laughs> really, have, no, for real. They're serious. Like we wouldn't, it was a form it, of it a was, gun and you weren't, yeah, you, weren't, you weren't, you weren't allowed touching no guns. Right? So where I come from is a household where we never, I never, I, I grew up in a household where I never needed, like I never saw a, a, a place or an environment where I needed a gun. Some people come from places of environments. We, we take, a look, take a look at all of our, our heroes. We take a look at Nipsey Hussle. We take a look at, um, you know, Jam Master J. We take a look at Tupac. We look at Biggie. We look at all these young artists. We just, we just saw uh, Migos, uh, Offset for the Migos. Like all, all of our rappers, right? Our rappers, our, our civil rights leaders, Malcolm X, Martin Luther King, um, all of our people are gunned down. They're shot. So when you grow up as a black person in this country, some people in the hood always say, it's better I got it on me than not on me. Because I'd rather be tried by, I'd rather be tried by what, 12 to carry by six? Yeah. Meaning that I, yeah, I, I've heard that before. So if you ain't got it on you, what you doing? And at the point where they don't understand, John Morant doesn't understand, like in the city of Cleveland or city of Memphis, young Dolph just got killed. Young Dolph just got killed outside of a place where he just was getting cookies. Three gunmen came and shot him, right? When you are living in the city of Memphis and <clears throat> you look like them, you act like them, and you are around certain people, the reality of this situation is Sometimes if you're around certain people, you need a gun. Well, there are other players in Memphis that don't need guns. So here we don't carry here, guns. Now here, so here's what Is it the circle he's in it's, that so, forces him to carry? So if you got your circle of people around you and those circle individual people are in the streets, technically you're in the streets. You're with them. You Because yeah. even if you don't do the same things they do, you ain't at the same places. At the same time, you got to understand you with them. And on top of that, you are a target. Mm -hmm. you, Big time. You, yeah. you, are, you, are the, you are the U.S. Bank. You are Huntington National Bank. We had Greg Newsom on the show this week say he felt in these carjackings. <laughs> he, would held, he wasn't held at gunpoint, but they targeted him because of who he was. Sure, and, absolutely. And that's Greg and, Newsom. And John Moran has a lot more money 
than Greg Newsom. But I want to get to yeah, the, he does. I want to get to the crux of the situation. Your question is, what does it say? I, I've said on this show before, in America, we have a problem with guns. Across the bow, we have a problem with our infatuation of guns. To me, I look at it as a symptom. John Moran is a symptom. John Moran is, is a symptom of the problem of how we, we put these guns on pedestals. We put the guns before people. Then you got, you tell people, well, you know, we can't stop school shootings. I remember the first, Jay, you remember this. When, when Columbine happened, oh, right? Yeah. The world stopped. It was, it was appalling. We couldn't it believe it. Could not. Now. They're common. It's Every 30 seconds, and we go right on to our next thing. Yeah. 30 seconds, oh, oh, and on to the NBA Finals because it's happening. That, that That's how rampant it's become. And I must say this, John Morant, he, he got the 25 games. We don't know what's going to go on behind cold scenes, but one thing that I will say is if you got your NBA players, if you got people in schools that kids are scared to go to school because they, they think they're going to die like their friends, and you got people that can help this. You got people that can stop it, that are taking pictures with AR-15s and as Christmas pictures. Thank as it. Christmas pictures, they yeah. are taking the people who are yeah. standing up saying thoughts and prayers are in the Christmas pictures with their kids, yep. one through five with the guns. You got guys in office doing that. Preach. What type of stuff is this, man? What type? And, and they do it and they think it's funny. I don't care if you're a Democrat, Republican, liberal, or whatever you call yourself. You know we have a problem in this country. That's the, the equivalent of knowing that we have a fentanyl problem in this country. And you taking a needle and acting like you shooting up. Sure. Yeah. What, that's disrespectful, man. And then people do that for clout and it trickles down. And then Job Moran says, well, if they did it, I think it'd be good for me. I, I, I want to be clear, too. I, I, I am not... I, the, at the root of this discussion, John Morant is a young man who needs some guidance yes. right now. Yep. The lifestyle he's living is the lifestyle he now chooses to live. He yes. doesn't have to live he that lifestyle to, anymore. He don't have to use that. He in don't fact, have to do that. There's a famous line in the movie Goodwill Hunting. I don't know if you guys yep. have seen it, but Man. there's one of the most moving scenes in the movie was when Ben Affleck was talking to, with Matt Damon. Matt Damon had these unbelievable mathematical genius powers, mm -hmm. but he didn't want to use them because he wanted to stay in the hood in South Boston mm -hmm. and live that life. And Ben Affleck was having a conversation with them outside their construction job. They were having a smoke break. And he said, let me tell you something. Because Matt, uh, Matt Damon's character basically says, goodwill hunting. Will says, hey, you know, 20 years from now, I picture us running around the backyard with our kids, taking them to Little League games. And Ben Affleck stopped for a second. He says, wait a minute. Wait a minute. If you're still here 20 years from now, I'm going to whip your ass. Yeah. And Great Will's team. like, what are you talking about? And he said, bro, you're sitting on a winning lottery ticket. You've hit life's lottery. If you stay here, that's an insult to me because I would give everything I own and years off my life to have what you have. It's a gift. And if you waste it by hanging out with us thugs, I'm going to kill you. Yeah. And the message in that kind of applies here. Yep. He needs someone in his crew that loves him, not for his money, but for who he is, to tell him, Ja, you're going to piss all of this away, bro. You're going to piss all of this away. 
You've been given a gift, and it's fleeting. Mm-hmm. In Matt's case, he would still have his mathematical genius powers at 60. Mm-hmm. John Morant won't be able to jump, shoot, and run at 40. There's a limited window, and someone needs to get to this young man and tell him, turn your life around. You don't need us anymore. Get the hell out of here. We don't want to see you again except for on Christmas cards and family gatherings. Take your guns. Get rid of them. Live the life that God has intended you to live. He gave you a gift. Don't screw it up. And that's what he needs. And Lil Wayne and Jalen Rose and other people that have been in that situation who have taken their gifts and capitalized on them and used them to not just better themselves, but to better society, they're trying to get through to him. Lil Wayne shot himself. Lil Wayne shot Yes, he did. Shot himself and flatlined. Yes. And the, the cop and should have died and should have died and the cop a white cop by the way We shouldn't have to deliberate that but in the hood. They told little Wayne. He's gone. Yeah, he's out of here The cop said no he grabbed him put him in his car Drove him to the hospital and he says without that cop. He's dead. He's dead So he has a story for him to listen to right and little Wayne after a while even little Wayne went through a situation where he had a gun and he had to go to Rikers a- after this after this after this so for a whole year at yeah. the tight of his career had to go to Rikers so sometimes it's just one of them things where somebody could tell you sometimes you got to sit down right something you want to sit and down for Bush, you to get that like that's a powerful story and so this this is what I'm saying I'm not saying he needs 41 games because I don't like John Morant I love John Morant mm-hmm. I think John Morant is a generational talent yeah I think John Morant could be a top three player in this league for the next 10 years. Mm-hmm. The only thing that stands in the way from that and what could become a tragedy is John Moran. What road do you want to travel? You're at a fork. You can go left or you can go right. But this is life-changing. This is a very big moment. And here's why I'm disappointed in the league. He hasn't reached that point by being punished once already. He hasn't reached that point. A lot of people that have been through any kind of turmoil like this that either need an interdiction or they need some sort of uh, reckoning, mm-hmm. oftentimes it's called rock bottom. Yeah. What, what is rock bottom going to be? One of his boys gets shot and killed. Maybe he shoots and kills someone. Maybe he gets shot and killed. We don't want it to come to that. The I, league had an opportunity to be your parents I think- and to say to John Morant, we love you so much. We're going to give you tough love. I, th- I think the difference between the NFL and the NBA is the NBA has less control over the player, the player. Yeah, absolutely. The, 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 yeah, the NFL. Absolutely right. And, and it's, it's difficult to suspend a guy where you have LeBron James saying, oh, we ain't going to see LeBron or or whoever, whoever is there, Chris Paul or these the, are the big players, well, the, the players, the players that would be the equivalent of your siblings lobbying to your parents about how they're going to discipline you. At the end of the day, it is the National Basketball Association. And that logo, that mm-hmm. shield, is bigger than all of the players collectively because that's the shield that's represented the players for over 50 I, I, years. I will agree with that in the NFL side. The NBA side, it is, it's not like your parents. It's like they are uh, their friends. Like you ever see somebody's, you ever see somebody's uh, kids and they act like they're their friends. They call them by the name. Nancy, I'm not going to my room, Nancy. No, I can't stand that. I can't stand <laughs> John, that. John, like, yeah. like, like we're equals. equals. Like they're equals. Yeah. So when you when you have this, I guarantee they probably had to go and fight for that. You're 25. probably right. And look, there's probably things that I don't know about that go on behind the scenes. I'll, I'll wrap it up by saying this. Here's my absolute 
bottom line hope. Mm-hmm. My hope is John Morant gets the message loud and clear, and he realizes I can't keep this lifestyle going. I'm making thirty-five million a year. What's his, what's he, what was his last year's salary? What was his salary? Forty well, he, million. He just signed the giant extension. I know. So. He's got all the money in the world. Money is no longer an issue. He doesn't need to be out in the streets. He doesn't need to hustle. He doesn't need to hang with guys that are carrying guns. He doesn't need that he, lifestyle. You don't see LeBron doing it. He he needs to. He needs. I, I'll give him my final say on it. Like I told you know Greg Newsom. At the end of the day, a lot of people don't be one security because they want to say I could go to anywhere without security. A lot of people don't. I got it on me. I'm cool. I got my people with me. No no no. It's a different age out here. Inflation <coughs> is crazy. People ain't got no money. You a target, bro. If you want to go someplace. Hire you some professional security. Hire you when and, when and you, be careful the places you go. And, and you got to watch where you go. But anywhere you go, as you get older, he's a target. You are a target. Yeah. Two hundred and fifty million. I get did, you some people. What, I, I, what I hope, we, the, I hope future headlines of John Morant read like this: John Morant, a force in his community. John Morant gives back to his community by helping youth avoid pitfalls in the future. John Morant wins NBA championship. John Morant, NBA MVP. I hope they look like that and not what I told you before. John Morant involved in tragic shooting. It could happen. John Morant found uh, in possession of illegal guns looking at five to seven years in prison. I I don't want that. And I think the league had a chance to be the parent here and to send a loud and clear message that you can't have both lifestyles. He can't. He yeah. can't have the street lifestyle, and he can't have the NBA lifestyle. It's time for him to choose. And you said something very prophetic earlier. Players, whether they choose to be role models or not, let me tell you something. When I, I love Charles Barkley, both personally and his, his public persona. He said he's not a role model. He said he is. But just because you say you're not a role model doesn't mean you're not. Role models are tapped on the shoulder. Society decides who a role model is. And whether John Morant likes it or not, there are tens of thousands of 13-year-old boys in this country that look to John Morant as what they want to become. He is a role model, whether he wants to be or not. That's a cop-out. I've always thought that was a cop-out by Charles Barkley. He is a role model, but that's a responsibility that comes with a $50 million it, paycheck in the it, NBA. It comes with it, but yeah, but I, I just think it's unfair to hold everyone to a certain standard. I don't. Every person is their own you're, individual. You know, you're a role model. I know, and I... I hope you conduct yourself as such. I, I, you always have. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I try to. Right. And I'm, I'm sure Ja, like... And I know we have to move on in a sec, but the, the whole thing with Ja, at the end of the day is... I hope, we all hope, you said it, G said it, that hopefully this 25-game suspension, whatever program he goes message to. Message received. Message received puts him back on the track. The eight-game suspension for the first time obviously did not ring home. It did nope. not. It wasn't enough. 25 games, I don't know what the financial stipulation. He's not getting paid so that he's making 40-something million this year, 25. So that's at least $15 million plus. He won't 20. miss it. I understand, but at the end it. of the day, $15 million is still sure. $15 million. Yeah. So I hope, I hope this puts him back on the right track. I hope he takes a, 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 I did too, Mike. a lesson learned. And he's... He's a new father. His daughter I know. is one and a half, two. She was part of his shoe release and commercial. And guess what? He's a role model for her. And for if nothing else, that that's what I hope it, he gets. It, life can, back on it track. can happen. I know a guy. Yeah. You know a guy. We Marie, all know. Yeah. Maurice Claret. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Come on now. So, 
He was, come on, he was in the back. We had the automatic rifles with he the went cops to prison on him for guns. Was three yeah. in prison. I, 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 you yeah, know, I know a lot of people have reached out to Ja. I get that. I understand mm-hmm. that. But just remember this: Maurice Claret, as a freshman, almost won the Heisman Trophy. Yeah. After he won the national championship, he never played another down in college. Or he never played a single snap in the NFL. Mm-hmm. And I, this didn't, is a I guy, didn't realize that. You're right, though. You never did. Yeah. That was I, didn't, I didn't realize When that. we saw him on the field yeah. against Miami holding up the national trophy. That's the last. That's the that was he the was. last. Now, he did play in, in the Canadian some, football yeah, league it, for He the played in Alouettes. some off leagues. Yeah. That's, not, that's not what he was bred to do. He was meant from birth to be a football star, a dominant football I not, star. I did not realize And that. he derailed his career. Yeah. And if And I'm not saying this because I've been friends with Maurice for 15 years. I'm not. Of the role models that I know, of the people that I know that I think Jean Morant can be most helped from, right up there. Maurice Claret yeah. is the guy. And if you He's talk, the guy. And if you say this to Maurice Claret, and they, they will put a bow on it. Sometimes you learn by learning from other people. Sometimes you learn by you getting in trouble. Sometimes you learn um, by sitting here and watching other cats. And sometimes you learn by paying the ultimate price. Maurice Claret says all the time. Going to sit in jail for two, three years saved my life. Yeah. He says it all the time. Sitting down for two, three years, making me think about what I was doing and how I'm, I'm more than just a football player. And how, because what happens is when you're in that jail cell and you're away from your girl, you're away from your mom, you get a real, you get a lot of time to think about what the heck you're doing in your life. And guess what? We hope John Moran gets it for at least 25 because I, I don't want you to pay the, the, the 25 I don't life. either. I don't want to see him pay any other price there you go. than missed games. Yep. And what this what scares me about this is if we picked up a paper tomorrow and see John Morant arrested for gun use or John Morant um, wanted in questioning for a shooting or John Morant associate gunned down and killed, are any of us going to look at that and say, oh my God, I can't believe it. This is stunning news. No. Why? That's the trajectory he's on. Maurice Claret has done something that's, I think it's the hardest thing in the world to do. He's written a successful second chapter without leaning on the success of his first chapter. Yeah. He leaned on his failure. And for someone to become a millionaire, post-prison, post-career collapse, and do it the way he's done it, you do that through hard work and yep. through, you know, a lot of personal inspection and going through those things. I hope to God that Ja gets the help he wants. But here's the problem. If you ask Ja Morant, will you talk to Maurice Claret? You might as well ask him, will you talk to Hopalong Cassidy? <laughs> he doesn't know who Maurice Claret is. <laughs> Maurice Claret was a football star 20 years ago in another life. Ja was born in 2000. Went, the Buckeyes or, or, won the national championship in 2001. I think 2000. Yeah. So yeah, John Morant, three years younger than me. John Morant was one year old when Maurice Claret was last relevant. He was as born in '99. My bad. 99. Okay, so, so. He, he was he was two years old yeah. when Maurice Claret was a commodity in in, yeah. in sports. Well said. We love Mo. We gotta get Mo. We gotta get Mo back on. You know so. what? I think I think it'd be great to get Mo back on to talk specifically about this. I'll shoot him a text because I do think that I don't know. Maybe Maurice can reach out to him. Maybe, maybe Maurice can reach out to the NBA and say, look, I do this kind of thing. I can sit down with him, tell him my story, tell him to watch the 30 for 30 on Maurice Claret. Yeah. 
And then Maurice is going to fly to Memphis and he's going to sit down in a room with Ja Morant for three hours. The, the Maurice Claret I know will get through to him. But we've seen a lot of other people that have lived the, the mistakes and had a hard life and that they haven't completely been able to. Some people you can't get, they can't get through. You can't get through to them. All right. I think uh, I hear Herbie yelling in the parking lot. Yeah, Herbie's lot, yelling in the parking lot. Which probably lot. means we got to go to our next topic here. Yeah, so I don't know what Herbie. Do. I don't know what Herbie's yelling at. Yeah, I know. I just want to make sure someone didn't breach the um, the garage system. That that yell is usually a yell that it, uh, Herbie <laughs> reserves for. <laughs> oh no, he's just he's just. Okay, never mind. We're yeah, all so good. We're gonna move on here, guys, and start talking about <laughs> our Cleveland owners. But real quick, uh, we do have some more breaking news that broke a little bit before Jaw. Um, Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan is selling the Charlotte Hornets. Yeah. What took him so long? <laughs> this is my first immediate I have no idea. to that. Um, you know, we, I just talked about um, piloting a second chapter in life and being as successful or more successful in your second chapter than you were in your first. Michael never figured out how to be a good general manager. He never figured out how to be a good owner. The, the Hornets have been largely irrelevant for his entire tenure. One playoff series win. One playoff series win in how many years? 13. Okay, so it's a terrible record. Um, I, I had someone tell me once who was friends with Michael that I didn't really know that well. I was surprised that he divulged that information to me, although he said it was off the record. But, I mean, since it's been written about. What was said about that was Michael's drive to compete is, obviously we all know what it is. He's got to be, he, that's why he golfs. But, a mutual acquaintance of ours told me the work that is involved in becoming not a good owner, but a great owner. And we're going to talk about sports ownership here in just a second is more than Michael is willing to put in. And that was interesting to me because I always thought Michael would be motivated by I'm all about winning whatever I have to do to win. But you also have talking about a guy who's sitting on a billion dollars, loves to golf, Loves to gamble, loves to hang out with his buddies. And that's not probably the lifestyle that Stan Kroenke's living. I don't know. Maybe he is. You know, to me, I I look at it like this. You know, when you are an icon like Michael Jordan and you've done it at the highest level um, and you're a cultural icon, like, uh, so I I, I base how popular you are by not what we do in the United States is by go to some third world country in Southeast Asia and see if they know who you are. Right. If they know who you are, you're famous. You famous as hell. Like you like so for Michael Jordan, Michael Jordan is the epitome of what famous is. So Jordan can't go nowhere. Like he's really like he's really that famous. His shoes sell out. People people have not even watched Michael Jordan ever play. They just know the coolest thing you need to have is the Jordan. <laughs> and they could be one, two, three years old, five years old, six years old. I think what happened with Michael Jordan is the same thing that happened with Larry Bird to a certain extent. Um, and, and you can say magic too. Um, they would like to be minority owners, but they can't be that close to the action and not see excellence. If I'm close to you and I'm looking at these guys, I'm drafting you get them in and you look at my like, man, this guy ain't even he don't put no work in. I got to I got to give him a million dollars. He said something I was on the Internet. He said, these guys, me, Magic, and Larry earned everything we got. We had to prove before Magic got the first million dollar deal. Like, year, this is like, he's like, we had to prove what we was about. He, Jordan never even earned the most money. He got his biggest paydays. 
33 and 35 million his last two years in Chicago. Right. Before that, yep. no big no big paydays. Yep. So when you see that, what actually happens is you turn into a, a, a grumpy guy. You start to look at it and you start to be like, oh, well, these dudes need to get off my lawn, including the guys that I'm You paying. know, that's a, that's a great point. Yeah. That's a great – when Magic Johnson had a brief stint trying to coach the L.A. Lakers, I'll never terrible. forget. It was very short. Ten uh, games, something like that. I the team was that. terrible. I remember when he was – he did an interview post that. And he said, man, I'm just not about that. Mm-mm. These Can't guys are on their phones. Now, this was years, years ago. ago. Yeah. This was before everybody really started being on their phone. He said all these players, the, one, the most important thing in their life is their phone. Mm-hmm. I can't do that. I can't, I can't handle that. I don't understand it. And the other thing is there's a, there's a theory in sports that great players make horrible <coughs> coaches. And part of that is Ted Williams famously tried, even tried to be a hitting coach. It comes so easy and naturally to Bird, Magic, and Jordan. Not to say they didn't work hard at their craft. They all did. But they all had a natural gift and a skill set to be great. So when they look at these guys that are mortal, (laughs) they just shake their heads and they're like, man, these guys suck. These These guys don't get it. And they get frustrated yeah. and they walk away. Larry Bird did have some success he did. There, there as a been, coach and, and as an executive. There have been some examples, mm-hmm. but historically speaking, it's very hard to go from player to coach and even coach to executive sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I spent a lot of time thinking about this question last Jerry night. Jerry West did it. it it's, well, ha- it's happened. Yeah, yeah, it's happened. And Jerry West is one of the best executives in the NBA right. right now. So there are examples, but I would say the majority of these player into other roles, it's much harder for what you just said. But I thought a lot about this question last night. And I dialed it down to three things I think that make a great owner. There's a lot of things, but these are the three biggest. One, willingness to spend money when needed. Mm-hmm. Two, the ability to hire the right person for the job at the right time. And three, luck. And I think luck is massively underrated yeah. in all of this. We talked about Stan Kroenke. We use him as the example. Yeah. He's won five championships since 1999. Two with the Rams, two with the Avalanche, and then with the Nuggets here. And he's got a couple other in some smaller sports. The Rams He's won five in the last since the start of twenty twenty. Well, if you count like professional lacrosse and all that, pro lacrosse and esports. But I'll tell I, you, I, I don't raise my eyes at that because esports count. The, and, but esports fastest growing sports sector in the world. Sure, but, 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 but it's but, like he's day to day helping that. But he hired the right people, which goes back to what yeah. I said. These you left things. one out, but go ahead. But because I love the three that you that you Those, had, the, and I didn't have luck in there. But you're well, right. You let do me need let luck. me tell you why luck is the Rams for the twenty. It's 2023, so he's owned the Rams since 95. Yeah. They've been a part of him, so that's almost 30 years. Yep. They've had a top two pick three times. They took Sam Bradford, number one overall. Didn't work. No. They took Jerry Goff, number one overall. Didn't work. They took Jason Smith, who was out of the league, the left tackle from Baylor, in yeah. four years. Wow. That means they were bad much more frequently than they've been good. How did they win the Super Bowl? They hired Sean McVay. Turned out to be a home run hired head coach. Yep. They paid the tax. Two first-rounders from Matt Stafford. They brought in Von Miller midseason. They brought in OBJ midseason. And then they got luck. Tampa Bay cover zero in the NFC Championship game to let Cooper Cup down the middle. Yeah. Are we going to really give Stan Kroenke credit for Denver when they drafted Jokic in the second round? Like, he's part of it, but that's luck. Luck. The Avalanche, their best player, Nathan McKinnon, first overall pick. They were terrible. They happened to get a generational talent with the first pick the year that they were the worst team in the league. Right. So we could look at all the things owners do. Sure. Spending money is a must. You have to be able to hire, identify and hire the right people in yeah. the right positions. And then a lot of it comes down to luck. Yeah. How many, Every team in the league oh, passed up on Jokic. Every team in the league. He's now the undisputed best player in basketball. McVay had chances to be a head coach before. I know Los Angeles was the first. 
Kroenke identified him as the guy he wanted to bring in, hire him. And with Malone in Denver, he hired Malone, he gave Malone time, they spent extra money, they've gone over the luxury tax a little bit, just a tad bit, but when they needed to for a guy like Aaron Gordon, they gave Michael Porter Jr. the extension, yeah. they went out and signed Bruce Brown, and a lot of it comes down to luck, though. A <clears> lot <throat> of things have to break right to win so a So is that your order, mm. though? Money yeah. first, Money. luck is the third? Luck is third, in my okay. opinion. Yes. I, I look at it, I, I, I like all three of those things. I, I'm, for myself, I don't know if I could be a, a good owner because I'm I'm too passionate, and I think you have to you have to have a vision um, for what you want to what your organization to be, and that vision has to revolve in five to ten year increments, right? Some things, some moves that you make today, aren't going to pay off until three, four, five years down the line. For me, yeah. I look at my mortality all the time. I know I ain't got no time to be setting nothing up. I want to win today. Yeah. And I think one of the things that you really have to, I think the biggest thing is being flexible, adaptable. Mm -hmm. Certain people have a, a concept of what they live by. They say a culture or something. You just mentioned it. Um, you, you know, in, in those moves, sometimes they went over the luxury tax. Sometimes they didn't. Yeah. Sometimes they traded big names. Sometimes they traded those names for small people. Yep. Sometimes they went and got a, a coach that was unknown. Sometimes they went and got a coach that had a big name. They went from Jeff Fisher to Sean McVay. Right. Mr. They, 500 with a thousand different NFL the, seasons to McVay. The flexibility is mm -hmm. what keeps you uh, able to read the market today. And the, the in and in, and a lot of the owners, I, I, I appreciate the people that understand not only what was but is yet to come. Mm -hmm. I like to see people that that have that there's guys in business that knew the typewriter was going to be out, but you know, they invested in, in keyboards, right? They right. they knew that hey stoves. We ain't nobody selling no big gas stoves door to door. Now they said microwaves is coming in. There's all I love owners that understand what the new wave is and they're always about oh six months ahead of everybody because that's right. All of them are the savvy. leagues a copycat league. Yeah, yeah. six so months. If you're not blazing a trail. You're following someone else. Yeah. Precisely. And, and so that's why we see the Browns and we see some of our um, you know, we talk about it. We, there's a lot of way to win win games, but we've we criticize our owners because we follow behind old ways that other people use. I think Bill Belichick and his success has got more coaches fired than anybody I've ever seen in my life because they want to be Bill. You can't be Bill. Yep. Right. You can't like He's that's got more him. coaches hired, <laughs> hired and, and fired. Coaches fired <laughs> yep. Than fact, anybody in the history of the sport. There has not been a Belichick disciple that has really had his own. Now, Bill O'Brien. Nope. Had a little bit of success in Houston, but I don't think anyone no. looked at Bill O'Brien. I don't even a, measure that as success. And he, he had, had to come on home. Games. He had to come on yeah. home. It's like, well, Josh McDaniel had to come Josh back. Josh McDaniel had to come back home. Patricia. Bill O'Brien came back home. Patricia. Patricia Romeo came back and Cornell. got fired again. Romeo Cornell yeah. tried to go yeah, out yeah, on yeah, his yeah, own. Yeah. Who was the uh, the heavy set coach? Weiss. No, Charlie Weiss. Charlie Weiss. Yeah. They thought he was. I mean, he was just living off the association with Bill Belichick. You you got three of the four right. Um, I think I, here was my order because I also had three. Number one, have a huge, huge checkbook. Yep. Huge. If you're scrambling to see, are we going to be, are, wait, are we going to make payroll this month? Yeah. The Guardians Obvi right now are looking at missing Bally's check for July 1st. Bally's next installment is due July 1st. Mm -hmm. They just made a payment to several of their franchises. I believe the Diamondbacks was, was one of them. We know that they're bankrupt. The Guardians are in a real tricky situation, which is why I believe Dolan took on a, a minority owner. I don't know that they, I don't know that our owner is flush enough to just start covering 
huge losses like the one that they're going to miss from Bally Sports. If That's the thing Dolan's missing, the checkbook. Mm-hmm. He's got the other things, and here are the other things. Have the money. Be willing to spend the money smartly. Are those two separate ones? Yes. Okay. And number three, and this is the one that you left out, get the hell out of the way. So number two, you you asked, is that the second one, be willing to spend the money? I incorporate that with, I said smartly, go out and find the cutting edge, top of the line executives. Dolan's done that. Antonetti, Mm -hmm. the Guardians are the envy of 29 other Major League Baseball teams, maybe 28, because I think the Rays, which are using the Guardians model, are doing the same thing. They smartly identify young, bright, Ivy League-educated minds who get baseball. Do you think it is possible for a hands-on owner to be highly successful in Name sports? one that has. I mean, Cuban won a title. Cuban's won one title in 20 years. It's a title. Uh, his counterpart in Dallas, Jerry Jones. What Jerry about, Jones yeah. put his foot in it. Yeah. Jerry what? Jones fired Tom Landry. Mm-hmm. Jerry Jones fired Jimmy Johnson. Jerry Jones fired Barry Switzer. What have they won since the Herschel Walker trade put them in position to be dominant for a decade? What about Krauss and Reinsdorf? I don't consider, okay, so one's different than the other. When Krauss was meddling, it was a different time in sports. Mm-hmm. Player movement wasn't as easy as it is today. You know, back, back in the day, players moved when their contracts were up mm-hmm. and yeah. only when they were up or at the whim of their team. Today, if a player's unhappy in a situation, he can work his way out of an NBA city. Yeah. We've seen it a million times. We're going to talk about the it The players have the power today. Yeah. So, I, you know, George Steinbrenner won, and a lot of people will say, yeah, well, Steinbrenner is, yeah. is a great example. Yeah. How many world championships did George Steinbrenner win in his 40-year tenure? When did he leave? I mean, they won four, four in the 90s. How many did he win? Uh, Google it. At least four. He had the greatest reliever in baseball. Really, he had the cheat code at at reliever in baseball. He had the generational shortstop, the generational third baseman, countless Cy Young award-winning pitchers. For the money he spent and the teams that he built, he should have had 10. He was his own worst enemy. When in the 70s, when Billy Martin was, was looked at as the most fiery manager in baseball. He fired and hired him three times. He kept firing (laughs) him and bringing him back because to your point, he was too passionate. You have to wash your passion out of being an owner. He got seven, seven world series in 40 something years. Okay. That's not the greatest track record in the world, but that's seven. seven. He he had the the highest payroll every year. (laughs) That's that's your number one. That's your one more thing. You got to have a bag. Yeah. (laughs) Well, that's number one. You got to have it. If you don't got it, you can't get it. You have to know when to get out of the way. And George didn't. Jerry Jones doesn't. Jerry Jones. To your point. Playoff games that the Cowboys won in the last 20 years. Zero. Same as the Browns. Or no. One. Yeah, one. one. They've each won one playoff game. T- to your point, and I, I do think you're right, <clears throat> in a perfect world, I'd rather not have my owner medal than medal. But to G's point, I think there's not one blueprint that fits every team in every sport that is the copy and paste, we're going to win champion. I think every organization is different. Right. To where there might be an organization, like I think the Patriots, for example, where I don't think Robert Kraft's meddling with Bill Belichick on day-to-day basis things, but that whole – 
Brady situation kind of came down to Brady being Kraft's guy, Belichick wanted to move on. Like, there is some crossover. Yeah, so what, what, you're right, but what stuns me about that is that it took so long. I, I, I agree. So they I'm, had the I'm best, just saying there's not one. Inarguably the best coach and the best quarterback for 15 years. The fact that they survived that long in today's sports is unbelievable. It's And that is a testament and, to Robert Kraft. And the, so, clim- the climate yeah. is like that. Like, you could take a look at this. It's the same thing with the Spurs. I mean, are the Spurs that great of an organization, or do they just – get Tim Duncan or did they just slip up and find Kawhi Leonard or did Tony Parker be good or it's it's called luck you have the first pick in a draft with a generational guy I know but you still have to give them some credit all the other teams in the NBA passed on Tony Parker they took him they They didn't where there was luck was they were able to get the number one pick so they had David Robinson and Tim Duncan at the same time you damn well better be dynastic yeah yeah you better be and and that's why it's a combination of all three yeah so luck is a big part of it you're right and it and you know perp like their first overall picks that are Tim Duncan, their first overall picks that are Anthony Bennett. It's luck of the draw which year you happen so to So I sign. think we've identified the four traits. You yeah. need money. You need to be able to spend the money on this on the right people mm-hmm. and you have to get lucky. Okay? Yep. Let's look at let's look at the Cleveland sports owners. I mentioned Dolan. Yep. I got my notes on all three. I'm ready. He has hired the right people. Yep. He does get the hell out of the way. To the media's disdain we never get access to him I interviewed him two years ago I don't know that he's done a one-on-one since he he doesn't he he's he lets Antonetti be the face of the organization what he lacks is the money he doesn't if he had Cronkies and by the way we talked about Cronky it'd be irresponsible to bring something up about him he's had success he had to pay the city of St. Louis $790 million for stealing their team. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he lost. And by the way, he's hated. The other owners in the NFL, the other 31, had to pay about $250 million of that money. That's which means uh, oh. the Browns had to pay about $8 million, and the Lions had to pay $8 million, and the Cowboys paid $8 million. For Stan Kroenke as stealing rich. the L- the St. Louis Rams and putting yeah. them in Los Angeles. He's as rich as it gets. You, you, he doesn't care about money. He's as rich as it gets. You know who is really, really rich but does a really great job of giving back? It's Matthew Collar getting college champions in his companies. <laughs> <laughs>